Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Third Canto, Chapter 5, Texts 9 through 16. Text 9. O chief amongst the Brahmins, please also describe how Narayan, the creator of the universe and self-sufficient Lord, has differently created the natures, activities, forms, features, and names of the different living creatures. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda Every living being is under the plan of his natural inclinations in terms of the modes of material nature. His work is manifested in terms of the nature of the three modes. His form and bodily features are designed according to his work, and his name is designated according to his bodily features. For example, the higher classes of men are white, shukla, and the lower classes of men are black. This division of white and black is in terms of one's white and black duties of life. Pious acts lead one to take birth in a good and highly placed family, to become rich, to become learned, and to acquire beautiful bodily features. Impious acts lead one to become poor by parentage, to be always in want, to become a fool or illiterate, and to acquire ugly bodily features. Vidura requested Maitreya to explain these differences between all the living creatures made by Narayan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 10. O my Lord, I have repeatedly heard about these higher and lower statuses of human society from the mouth of Vyasadev, and I am quite satiated with all these lesser subject matters and their happiness. They have not satisfied me with the nectar of topics about Krishna. Purport by Srila Prabhupada because people are very much interested in hearing social and historical presentations. Srila Vyasadeva has compiled many books, such as the Puranas and the Mahabharat. These books are reading matter for the mass of people, and they were compiled with a view to reviving their God-consciousness, now forgotten in the conditional life of material existence. The real purpose of such literatures is not so much to present topics of historical references, but to revive the people's sense of God-consciousness. For example, Mahabharat is the history of the Battle of Kurukshetra, and common people read it because it is full of topics regarding social, political, and economic problems of human society. But factually, 
The most important part of Mahabharat is Bhagavad Gita, which is automatically taught to readers along with the historical narrations of the Battle of Kurukshetra. Vidura explained to Maitreya his position of being fully satiated with the knowledge of mundane social and political topics and having no more interest in them. He was anxious to hear transcendental topics regarding Lord Sri Krishna. Because there were insufficient topics directly concerning Krishna in the Puranas, Mahabharata, etc., he was not satisfied and wanted to know more about Krishna. Krishna Katha, or topics regarding Krishna, are transcendental, and there is no satiation in hearing such topics. Bhagavad Gita is important on account of its being Krishna Katha, or speeches delivered by Lord Krishna. The story of the Battle of Kurukshetra may be interesting for the mass of people, but to a person like Vidura, who is highly advanced in devotional service, only Krishna Katha, and that which is dovetailed with Krishna Katha, is interesting. Vidura wanted to hear of everything from Maitreya, and so he inquired from him. But he desired that all the topics be in relationship with Krishna. As fire is never satisfied by its consumption of firewood, so a pure devotee of the Lord never hears enough about Krishna. Historical events and other narrations concerning social and political incidents all become transcendental as soon as they are in relationship with Krishna. That is the way to transform mundane things into spiritual identity. The whole world can be transformed into Vaikuntha if all worldly activities are dovetailed with Krishna Katha. There are two important Krishna Kathas current in the world, Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Bhagavad Gita is Krishna Katha because it is spoken by Krishna, whereas Srimad Bhagavatam is Krishna Katha because it narrates about Krishna. Lord Chaitanya advised all his disciples to preach Krishna Katha all over the world without discrimination because the transcendental value of Krishna Katha can purify one from all material contamination. Text 11. Who in human society can be satisfied without hearing sufficient talks of the Lord, whose lotus feet are the sum total of all places of pilgrimage, and who is worshipped by great sages and devotees? Such topics can cut off one's bondage to family affection simply by entering the holes of one's ears. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Krishna Katha is so powerful that simply by entering into a person's ear it can at once give deliverance from the bondage of family affection. 
Family affection is an illusory manifestation of the external energy, and it is the only impetus for all mundane activities. As long as there is mundane activity and the mind is absorbed in such engagement, one has to undergo the repetition of birth and death in the current material nations. People are most influenced by the mode of ignorance, and some are influenced by the passionate mode of material nature. And under the spell of these two modes, a living being is actuated by the material conception of life. The mundane qualities do not allow a living entity to understand his real position. The qualities of both ignorance and passion strongly bind one to the illusory bodily conception of the self. The best amongst the fools are thus deluded by those who engage in altruistic activities under the spell of the material mode of passion. Bhagavad Gita, which is direct Krishna Katha, gives humanity the elementary lesson that the body is perishable and that the consciousness, which is spread throughout the body, is imperishable. The conscious being, the imperishable self, is eternally existent and cannot be killed under any circumstances, even after the dissolution of the body. Anyone who misunderstands this perishable body to be the self and who works for it in the name of sociology, politics, philanthropy, altruism, nationalism, or internationalism, under the false plea of the bodily conception of life, is certainly a fool and does not know the implications of reality and unreality. Some of them are above the mode of ignorance and passion and are situated in the mode of goodness. But mundane goodness is always contaminated by tinges of ignorance and passion. Mundane goodness can enlighten one that the body and the self are different, and one in goodness is concerned with the self and not the body. But due to being contaminated, those in mundane goodness cannot understand the real nature of the self as a person. Their impersonal conception of self, as distinct from the body, keeps them in the mode of goodness, within material nature. And unless they are attracted by Krishna Katha, they will never be liberated from the bondage of material existence. Krishna Katha is the only remedy for all the people of the world because it can situate one in pure consciousness of the self and liberate one from material bondage. To preach Krishna Katha all over the world, as recommended by Lord Chaitanya, is the greatest missionary activity. And all sensible men and women of the world may join in this great movement started by Lord Chaitanya. Text 12. Your friend, the great sage Krishna Dwaipayana Vyas, has already described the transcendental qualities of the Lord in his great work, the Mahabharat. 
but the whole idea is to draw the attention of the mass of people to Krishna Katha, Bhagavad Gita, through their strong affinity for hearing mundane topics. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The great sage, Krishna Dwaipayana Vyas, is the author of all Vedic literature, of which his works, Vedanta Sutra, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Mahabharata, are very popular readings. As stated in the Bhagavatam, 1.4.25, Srila Vyasadeva compiled the Mahabharata for the less intelligent class of men, who take more interest in mundane topics than in the philosophy of life. The Vedanta Sutra was compiled for persons already above the mundane topics, who might have already tasted the bitterness of the so-called happiness of mundane affairs. The first aphorism of the Vedanta Sutra is Atato Brahma Jignasa. In other words, only when one has finished the business of mundane inquiries in the marketplace of sense gratification can one make relevant inquiries regarding Brahman, the transcendence. Those persons who are busy with the mundane inquiries which fill the newspapers and other such literatures are classified as Stri Sudra Dwija Bandhus, or women, the laborer class, and unworthy sons of the higher classes, Brahmins, Kshatriya, and Vaishya. Such less intelligent men cannot understand the purpose of Vedanta Sutra, although they may make a show of studying the sutras in a perverted way. The real purpose of the Vedanta Sutra is explained by the author himself in Srimad Bhagavatam, and anyone trying to understand Vedanta Sutra without reference to Srimad Bhagavatam is certainly misguided. Such misguided persons, who are interested in the mundane affairs of philanthropic and altruistic work, under the misconception of the body as the self, could better take advantage of the Mahabharata, which was specifically compiled by Srila Vyasadeva for their benefit. The great author has compiled the Mahabharata in such a way that the less intelligent class of men, who are more interested in mundane topics, may read the Mahabharata with great relish, and in the course of such mundane happiness, can also take advantage of the Bhagavad Gita, the preliminary study of Srimad Bhagavatam, or the Vedanta Sutra. Srila Vyasadeva has no interest in writing a history of mundane activities, other than to give less intelligent persons a chance for transcendental realization through Bhagavad Gita. Vidura's reference to the Mahabharata indicates that he had heard the Mahabharata from Vyasadeva his real father, while he was away from home and was touring the places of pilgrimage. Text 13 
for one who is anxious to engage constantly in hearing such topics, Krishna Katha gradually increases his indifference toward all other things. Such constant remembrance of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna by the devotee who has achieved transcendental bliss vanquishes all his miseries without delay. Purport by Srila Prabhupada We must certainly know that on the absolute plane, Krishna Kata and Krishna are one and the same. The Lord is the absolute truth, and therefore his name, form, quality, etc., which are all understood to be Krishna Kata, are non-different from him. Bhagavad Gita, being spoken by the Lord, is as good as the Lord himself. When a sincere devotee reads Bhagavad Gita, this is as good as seeing the Lord face to face in his personal presence. But this is not so for the mundane wrangler. All the potencies of the Lord are there when one reads the Bhagavad Gita, provided it is read in the way recommended in the Gita by the Lord himself. One cannot foolishly manufacture an interpretation of Bhagavad Gita and still bring about transcendental benefit. Anyone who tries to squeeze some artificial meaning or interpretation from Bhagavad Gita for an ulterior motive is not Shraddhana Pumsa, one engaged anxiously in bona fide hearing of Krishna Kata. Such a person cannot derive any benefit from reading Bhagavad Gita, however great a scholar he may be in the estimation of laymen. The Shraddhana, or faithful devotee, can actually derive all the benefits of Bhagavad Gita. Because by the omnipotency of the Lord, he achieves the transcendental bliss which vanquishes attachment and nullifies all concomitant material miseries. Only the devotee, by his factual experience, can understand the import of this verse spoken by Vidura. The pure devotee of the Lord enjoys life by constantly remembering the lotus feet of the Lord by hearing Krishna Kata. For such a devotee, there is no such thing as material existence, and the much-advertised bliss of Brahmananda is like a fig for the devotee who is in the midst of the transcendental ocean of bliss. Text 14. O sage, persons who, because of their sinful activities, are averse to the topics of transcendence and thus ignorant about the purpose of the Mahabharat, the Bhagavad Gita, are pitied by the pitiable. I also pity them because I see how their duration of life is spoiled by eternal time while they involve themselves in presentations of philosophical speculation, theoretical ultimate goals of life, and different modes of ritual. Purport by Srila Prabhupada 
According to the modes of material nature, there are three kinds of relationships between human beings and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Those who are in the modes of ignorance and passion are averse to the existence of God, or else they formally accept the existence of God in the capacity of an order supplier. Above them are those who are in the mode of goodness. This second class of men believe the Supreme Brahman to be impersonal. They accept the cult of bhakti, in which hearing Krishna Katha is the first item, as a means and not the end. Above them are those who are pure devotees. They are situated in the transcendental stage, above the mode of material goodness. Such persons are decidedly convinced that the name, form, fame, qualities, etc., of the personality of Godhead are non-different from one another on the absolute plane. For them, hearing of topics of Krishna is equal to meeting him face to face. According to this class of men, who are situated in pure devotional service to the Lord, the highest goal of human life is purusartha, devotional service to the Lord, the real mission of life. The impersonalists, because they engage in mental speculation and have no faith in the personality of Godhead, have no business hearing the topics of Krishna. Such persons are pitiable for the first-class pure devotees of the Lord. The pitiable impersonalists pity those who are influenced by the modes of ignorance and passion. But the pure devotees of the Lord take pity on them both, because both waste their most valuable time in the human form of life in false pursuits, namely sense enjoyment and mental speculative presentations of different theories and goals of life. Text 15. O Maitreya, O friend of the distressed, the glories of the Supreme Lord can alone do good for people all over the world. Therefore, just as bees collect honey from flowers, kindly describe the essence of all topics, the topics of the Lord. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. There are many topics for different persons in different modes of material nature. But the essential topics are those in relationship with the Supreme Lord. Unfortunately, materially affected conditioned souls are all more or less averse to topics of the Supreme Lord, because some of them do not believe in the existence of God, and some of them believe only in the impersonal feature of the Lord. In both cases, there is nothing for them to say of God. Both the non-believers and the impersonalists deny the essence of all topics. Therefore, they engage in topics of relativity in various ways, 
either in sense gratification or in mental speculation. For pure devotees, like Vidura, the topics of both the mundaners and the mental speculators are useless in all respects. Thus Vidura requested Maitreya to talk of the essence only, the talks of Krishna, and nothing else. Text 16. Kindly chant all those superhuman transcendental activities of the Supreme Controller, the Personality of Godhead, who accepted incarnations fully equipped with all potency for the full manifestation and maintenance of the cosmic creation. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Vidura was undoubtedly very eager to hear about Lord Krishna in particular, but he was overwhelmed because Lord Krishna had just passed away from the visible world. He therefore wanted to hear about him in his Purusha incarnations, which he manifests with full potencies for the creation and maintenance of the cosmic world. The activities of the Purusha incarnations are but an extension of the activities of the Lord. This hint was given by Vidura to Maitreya because Maitreya could not decide which part of the activities of Lord Krishna should be chanted. <laughs> 